0: It's a great day for a podcast. Once again, here he is, John Oakley. People are doing side hustles to make money, needless to say. And uh, when it comes to making money or retaining money, this is the whole key. Uh, There are generations now, Gen Z, millennials, not really uh, adjacent to a dollar, not necessarily out of their own fault, but uh, as often as not, it is. And so it's called money dysmorphia. And I wanted to delve into this, and we've got an expert with us on the line who knows all about it. It's Ted Jenkin, wealth manager and CEO of Oxygen Financial. Ted, good to have you here on the Oakley Show in Toronto. Good afternoon.
1: Yeah, thanks, John, for having me on.
0: By the way, uh, Oxygen Financial, the gen, is that alluding to Gen Z by any chance?
1: No, it was, it was actually created back in 2008 for the XY generation. I added an O to it, and that's how the name Oxygen came about. It was O-X-Y-Gen because those are the generations that we serve, the X and Y generation.
0: All right, well, let's then talk about the current generation, the Gen Zs, yeah. uh, and millennials too, because this story about money dysmorphia has made its way uh, as a, maybe a meme or some kind of, you know— uh, a descriptor of what they're they're currently uh, challenged with. Tell us about that and what it is exactly.
1: Yeah, I mean, you ever meet those people that, you know, they tell you they're fat, but you know, they're they're not really that fat, but they just feel fat. And then they pinch their love handles in the mirror and everything like that. And what we've got going on with this younger generation is almost the same with money. There are a lot of people out there that they may not necessarily be poor, but they're chasing this idea of being rich and having the louis vuitton bags and going to the amalfi coast and having the big island in the kitchen and so they're feeling like they're falling behind so it's almost like you're not fat but you're feeling fat from a financial perspective right
0: so uh it's not practical or reality it's just uh all about it's delusional and how they're projecting is what you're saying
1: yeah because a lot of these younger people there's such a big difference between having stuff and then having wealth. And so because of what they see on Instagram and TikTok, they get into this whole notion, John, of FOMO, and I'm missing out because my friends are sitting front row for the concerts, maybe the Taylor Swift concert. They're gonna get to go see the Super Bowl and see Travis Kelsey, and I'm not doing that, so I I should be able to do it too. And it's really making them bad decisions because they have just a very, uh, their lens right now of where they should be financially and where they are age-wise, it just doesn't connect.
0: So they're chasing the dragon, in other words. And so how do we uh, intercede? Or, you know, is there something like, uh, I don't know, what gets them away from this rabbit hole that they're going down?
1: It's kind of weird because at the same time that this money dysmorphia is going on, Gen Z's are out there doing something called loud budgeting. And this is where they're also going on to social media, which is where everything happens today. And they're basically telling people, hey, look. I want to share loud and proud my goals this year. My goals is not to eat out every day of the week. My goal is not to vacation this year so they can kind of tell people, look, I don't have the money right now. I can't afford to do these things because we feel we feel so pressured today to do these things because on social media, we believe everyone else is living the high life when in reality is, John, nobody puts their net worth statement on Instagram or TikTok. They just don't.
0: Well, can frugality become fashionable then?
1: Yeah. Well, for me, I think it's I think it's always fashionable, right? Because frugal doesn't necessarily mean that you're cheap. A lot of people equate frugality to being cheap, but it just means being sensible with your money because real wealth is having that security that you got money in the bank. Real wealth is not how many shoes you have in the closet on your shelves or, uh, you know, that's not real wealth. But what does that
0: say then for a generation whose self-worth is tied into material things?
1: It, you know, John, I think it's really problematic right now. This is why a lot of people are having mental illness or, you know, I, we call it money dysmorphia. That's the term that's going on right now. But they're feeling really bad about themselves, uh, mentally speaking, because they just feel like, gosh, I should have more because it looks like everybody else around me has more. This is the modern day version, John, of keeping up with the Joneses, except it's keeping up with everybody else on social media. That's what it is.
0: Ted Jenkins with us, a wealth manager and CEO of Oxygen Financial. Uh, So this money dysmorphia uh, as it's manifesting itself, uh, it's really amplified through social media then is what you're saying.
1: Yeah, I mean, the number one thing, I almost felt like this past summer John that it was almost like a honk if you're going to Italy because it almost felt like every time you scrolled through your social media, one of your friends or neighbors or your pals or your work colleagues was in a foreign country and and if you're not you're asking yourself, wait a minute, I have the same kind of job. We live in the same kind of neighborhood. We drive the same kind of car. Why shouldn't I have these things too? But you don't see what they have in their bank account. You don't see their credit card debt, which is a trillion dollars in the States right now. And that's what's happening to people. They're feeling like I'm falling behind. There must be something wrong with my money body, if you will. And that's what's making a lot of people make really bad financial decisions.
0: Well, what kind of bad financial decisions?
1: Well, I mean, think about this. You know, if you're going to Italy and you're going to spend ten dollars or $12,000 on a trip and you can't afford it, You shouldn't be going. If you're going to go see Taylor Swift, that's fine. But if the tickets are $1,500, maybe you shouldn't be sitting in the third row. Maybe you should be sitting in the nosebleed seats and paying $700. The point of it is that there's so much excess in the way that people are spending right now. Those are bad decisions anytime you put yourself into debt to do one of those types of things. But,
0: Ted, as a wealth manager, uh, I hope that you're, you know, giving them a dose of reality or practicality. But I've heard so many young people saying, well, I'll never own a a home. Uh, It's gone out of my range and uh, they can't reconcile it. So they're living for the moment and it's experiential stuff. Uh, You know, the lavish lifestyle, the Amalfi coast on a vacation, uh, expensive meals. It's surprising to me how many young people I see in dining establishments where, you know, it's a pretty tall, but you know, they're living for the day and the moment because they don't think that there's too much of a future for them.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that is the real dysmorphic state that we're in right now because it's completely not true. Uh, Look, even though the average home price at least in, in America right now is $400,000, you know, you you shouldn't have a brand new home at the age of 22. You know, John, I bought my first fixer-upper in the 90s. I, you know, whatever the price may be, inflation adjusted, it was a fixer-upper. It wasn't a great home. It wasn't my dream home. It wasn't the perfect home, but it was a place for me to start. Now, a lot of the younger generation, they want it all today. I want the nice handbag today. I want to stay in the Four Seasons today. And that's just, it's just not reality. So I worry because we're getting into the most credit card debt we've ever seen in the history of our world today. It's not only countries, it's people that are getting into debt. Very tough to dig your hole out of that. Very problematic financially down the road. So
0: how do you affect Physical discipline in a time where the countervailing forces of influencers, and as you say, through social media, all these images you're bombarded with as a young person, how then would you uh, impact them in a positive way with physical discipline?
1: Yeah, I give you two things in here I tell people. One is my rule of thirds, meaning every time you get a pay raise or a bonus, a third's probably gonna go to tax, a third should go to fund, you should enjoy some of it today, but take a third of that bonus or raise or pay raise and put it towards savings, savings account, retirement plan, uh, whatever it may be. And then two, read. Now this sounds real simple, John, but you know how many young people don't read their credit card statements if they pay through online bill pay And the credit card for American Express or Visa or MasterCard says $2,000 and they think it's around that number. They just pay. Read your bill because there are a lot of subscriptions that young people pay for it. They don't necessarily need them or want them, but they keep paying because they don't read their credit cards. Ted, do you think there's
0: also an absence of financial literacy in younger generations and maybe it should be mandated
1: in schools? 100%. 100%. You know, I have tried to push for years here. Uh, roughly 20 states in America now require that you have at least one semester of personal finance in high school. Everybody should go through that. I can't believe people pay a quarter million dollars for a college education and they don't take a course on personal finance. It's the most important thing in the world. Everyone should have to do that for at least a semester.
0: And in part to young people, uh, patience, play the long game, and you'll win in the end. You don't need it all immediate. Uh, I guess this immediate gratification, part of the culture in which we find ourselves immersed, uh, this is, it's, what do we call it, a fur lined trap, I suppose. Uh,
1: very yeah, you're, you're right.
0: Money dysmorphia, that's uh, how it's been categorized. And Ted Jenkin is a wealth manager and CEO of Oxygen Financial. Great to talk. Very enlightening. Thank you so much for it. And I hope that uh, you make inroads, especially with the younger generation, so they don't fall flat and, you know, through the cracks and so on and
1: so forth. Thanks, Ted. Yeah, appreciate it, John. Thanks for having me on today. You got it.
0: Listen to The John Oakley Show live each weekday afternoon from 3 until 6. If you live in the Toronto area, just turn that AM dial to 640 and listen anywhere on earth, 24 hours a day, by going to 640toronto.com. Follow on Twitter at AM640Oakley. You've been listening to A Curious Cast. New podcasts and shows are debuting all the time. So check back often to see what's new in the Curious Cast Library.